Yeah. And it's just uh weird. I tell, see, why would you talk me out of it? It's not weird because you prepared for this. I don't know because it just never seemed like it was going to fucking happen for me. Yeah. And when I said that, you damn near cursed me out. Yeah. Because you don't be believing in yourself. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to run this fucking tape back? You don't be believing in yourself. Nigga, neither do you. Yeah, you're right. I don't. Sometimes, but. We the same fucking person most times, which is why last week was funny. Because <laughs> we were yeah. not the same person. We were not the same person. That shit was fucking hilarious. I was so nervous to listen back. I know. I was like, bro, just chill. Like, it'll be good. I think people need to hear us disagree. What, what helped was I listened to the Blackheart podcast. And that nigga Bird said everything that I said. So I was like, you know what? You know, I I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I didn't listen. And then I was like, I know. And then a couple of niggas reached out to me like, nah, bro. I so agree. it makes you feel better? Because <laughs> I was like. That people are co-signing with you? Like, in a weird way. It was almost like I felt like. <laughs> I was like, like, based on how you reacted, I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> And then I just had to hear from other trash ass niggas. No, nigga, we agree. <laughs> it is what it is. That shit was fucking hilarious. I don't think it's as as many women that listen that are like me at least <laughs> to actually agree with me or tell me that they agree. So I haven't had any correspondence, but that's fine. Like I still feel how I feel. It's I mean it was just the only thing like I did make one purpose decision to not make a clip from last week because I didn't want it to be like it's not that I don't care that we disagree it's just I didn't want it to seem like this is a man versus woman thing Mm. and I don't ever want anybody to feel like the podcast is about that because it's definitely not because I did have um Oh boy, Josh. He was like, "Yeah, I don't see the big deal. Like, people show cleavage from time to time. Like, it is what it is." That, but, I also thought about why it wasn't the cleavage. I have no problem with cleavage. It was that it was cleavage and side boob at the, simultaneously. Hmm. That, that's kind of to me. That was it. Wasn't the cleavage thing? Like, uh. It was just the amount of skin, period. Yeah. It wasn't even just the side boob. It was the fact that she also had shoulders out. Her back was out. <laughs> like the interview thing, when I said the presentation thing, he's like, that's a perfect example. I mean, yeah, but if the thing about it is like, if that's what you want to say, though, in the interview, that's what you want to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's not for, I'm not going to say everybody, for a, a good segment of guys, they that's not gonna that's not gonna be a good look, and that's fine. That's the risk you take on going with going on the first date. But you could just play it safer, and regardless, and do it well. But yeah, that and the whole Kevin Samuels thing was just hilarious, just because, like. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I think I feel like it was a good, healthy episode. A little toxicity ain't nothing wrong with a little toxic. Um, 
I still, I still, I still stand, you know, where I was at. Like, I don't know. It's just most people are middle of the road. That's really what it is. So, like, you try to meet people halfway. Yeah. On well, the first date. Like, not everybody. <laughs> That's just my point. Like, some people are just going to be who they are going to be. Some people are terrorists. On their first date. <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, fuck it. Why not? But would you really rock that on a first date? Like, yeah, I would. I would probably, like I said, I would probably wear like some wide leg trousers. I would definitely probably bring a jacket, obviously, to wear like to enter, but to sit down and, you know what I'm saying? Especially if we off ducked off in a cozy little spot. Like, hell yeah. There To, to me, I feel like balance is the key when it comes to first dates so if you're gonna be a little bit more provocative in one area something else needs to be less provocative but that's essentially what i was saying no no like it was because i was saying like but i suggested that i said what if she was fully covered on the bottom and then it was still because the bottom thing doesn't take for one because you're we're sitting down yeah. So the bottom, do, what the fuck does the bottom do? But it's just all about, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, we're not going to see the bottoms when she's sitting down, but everybody was just focused on the top itself as if that was the only thing that she had on, when in reality, that's just the only thing that we could see. So that's why I was saying, like, I really can't say if this is too much or not because. She could very well be but based, completely balanced. I was just basing this only on the information we were given. First date, even though I know the young lady was not actually on a first date, which mm-hmm. just changed the context of what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. But it's just as everything presented, I just thought it was wild. But hey, it is what it, at one point I felt like you were gaslighting me. <laughs> Like, well, what is it about you being insecure about it? Like, bro, I just disagree with how she dressed. No, I just wanted to know, like, what about it makes you uncomfortable? And I really thought about it, and it was because of the amount of skin that was showing. Yeah, that's what I said. But, it, like, I mean, you were right. But I'm saying, like, I thought about it more and was like, it's the side boob and the cleavage. Who but I was like more it? so asking, like, why does that make you uncomfortable? Because it was a your first impression of somebody on a first date. If they wear a lot of skin, that means as they get comfortable, they're going to wear even more skin. Well, what if they don't? What if it's what if second date comes around and she's like more covered up? She wouldn't bat it wrong because ain't gonna be no second date. Damn, <laughs> that, that sucks. But that's why, even if like it was a great date, she was very sweet. I mean, seemed and was very respectable. I, I'm bullshit. Had a good head on her shoulders. You would not go on a second date. It's a strike. She wore the wrong top. It's definitely a strike. I'm not saying that she's a bad person. Nothing. It's, it's questionable judgment. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay. So you are an insanely beautiful, intelligent, caring woman that chose the worst outfit she could wear for a first date damn see it's just the descriptions man like but i'm not taking anything away from her womanhood her personhood like your descriptions of her outfit are literally like the highest 
superlative of bad every time she is a stranger i don't know her <laughs> so uh, as a first date like that's a hell of a thing be like yo bro we just getting tacos <laughs> but hey that's just me and like 50 percent of other men but look that's fine <laughs> it's okay it's all right. <laughs> but i was like I was so nervous to listen to. I was like, oh my God. Because for one, I was drunk also. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't remember what the I mean, fuck I said. You still were going to feel the same. Yeah, but I was, like, it was one of those things to where it's like, you're afraid. Like every now and then I have a moment to where I'm like, I don't want to hear my voice. Yeah. I don't want to hear how I sound. Yeah. It's either when I get emotional or when it's like, when I really can't remember what the fuck I said. I never remember what I say. I can remember general things. Some things that, like, I know the things that I laugh at. I can remember those. But the stuff I say that, it's going to sound vain. The stuff I say that I think is funny, I can remember those. I can always remember, like, little bits and pieces, like, key points. But remembering everything after we record, nah, fam. I don't be remembering shit until I listen back and I'm like, oh shit, we did talk about that. It's always weird also because I listen to this stuff multiple times. So by like the third time I listened to last week, I was like, man, shit's funny. And it's going to happen. When they say we agree too much, fuck it. We don't always agree. We don't I mean, we've had episodes where we didn't always agree. Also, I think people are not used to people disagreeing without being like, fighting yeah or being like oh they're crazy or ah fuck this like being overly dramatic Mm -hmm. but that's because we're actual friends it's not like (laughs) this is just made for the podcast shit yeah no i don't really i don't argue with my friends like even when i disagree i don't i'm not out here trying to fight if i'm ready to fight you as my friend you have done something (laughs) so fucked up yeah that it's like no you gonna get these hands right (laughs) like it's not even like you had a bad day and nothing no it's like somebody has fucked me over and i'm like angry that's not that's not a juice i like to get to Mm. but yeah that shit was funny though. I'm gonna wear that shit on the first date and let y'all know how it goes. All right. Eh? <laughs> hey, more power to you. <laughs> but it's just like, also, I'd be thinking about, like, from a dude standpoint, niggas be trying to objectify fucking women in fucking sweaters. <laughs> so like, that's not our fault though. No, it's not. I agree, but it's just, it's just wild. It's wild. Men are wild. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Speaking of men are wild. Let's, let's see if I can cue it up. Oh, man. Which one are we going with first? It's like this week is like a will of fortune of toxic niggas. Mm-hmm. And for all of the uh, energy I had last week that might be uh, misconstrued as juices with the toxic energy. I'm about to redeem all this shit because <laughs> I'm about to go at toxic niggas. <laughs> I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm I'm incapable of that. Why? What do you mean? Well, because you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife, and I don't. I don't really have female friends because look. 
Okay. Let's get rid of this myth <laughs> I right here. Know why. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend <laughs> no. only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor. And trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the armor. I like the way he says we're guys. Think this way? Uh, 99.9% of us think that way. First off, that is not true. 99.9% of niggas is not that sick. Yeah, that was a hot take. Also, why would you do a hot take? You gotta go with ninety nine percent. That's a hell of a like. Not just ninety nine, but ninety nine point nine. I don't believe ninety nine point nine percent of any demographic is like that set on one thing. Mm-mm. If you're gonna do that, you gotta go with a smaller percentage. Like I went last week, you a quarter. Think, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't refute a quarter of people. You're like, huh? That's probably true. <laughs> Even even if he still went like more majority, he he could have been like seventy percent. But it's just that shit is weird. Is that was that it? That was all clip. Yeah, that that clip, and that was Steve Harvey for people who don't know uh, that terrible voice um, and that terrible human being. <laughs> because I don't think like when niggas say shit like that. All right. Also, this was apparently like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think his his views have changed at all since then. But I'll give you that it was yeah, ten years ago. Since fucking think like a man, act like a lady. Which is Ooh, remember the fucking craze over that shit. I low key like that movie though. I ain't gonna lie. I like the movie for sure. The movie was it was cute yeah. in a misogynist way. But anyway. <laughs> When niggas say stuff like this, I don't think they understand how bad that sounds. Mm. Like, how predatory that sounds. And it just makes them look very... Immature is the best word for it for me, but just like, how do you get to this big age of 60, whatever the fuck Steve Harvey is, and you're basically telling us that you can't have platonic female friends? Or that... You are incapable. That's yeah. that's the like the key to where it's like you're in, men are incapable of having platonic friends. And also, I was just thinking, and 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 if they are capable, or if they do have women friends, that the only reason why they're friends or why they have a platonic relationship is because the woman has decided so. Right. So it's just like, damn. That that is. Okay, I don't. Know. <laughs> it's a lot. Like I really thought about. It. I was like, okay, it's more than just immature. It's like beyond the point to where you're literally saying to me, "This is what it sounds like." You have only been around people you want to fuck, and you want to fuck every woman in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And as a, a straight male, I can say I have not wanted to fuck every woman. I've ever talked to or had a relationship with like friendship or anything. The idea <laughs> that this bastard's out here, like, I don't even want to waste my time unless I'm fucking this shit. 
That is wild. You know who this reminds me of? Me last week. No, I just <laughs> guess. We gotta go back to old days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who? It's like damn. If niggas only knew that they own homies really be fucking shitty with the way that they handle women. Niggas know. I don't think I don't think a lot of them do. At least not to that extent. At least not the details of what the fuck they actually be letting come out of their mouths. Now I have been surprised at some of the things that I've heard dudes say to other women. But like for the most part, you be knowing who your friends are and who the trash ones are. It's almost like the thing like when girls are people too. It's almost <laughs> right. It's almost like when people talk about how white supremacy actually hurts white people just as much as it hurts black people from a standpoint of you're not allowing yourself to view the world and mm-hmm. it's full strokes mm-hmm. as a whole by not being able to have friendships with women that is only hurting you as a man and to think you can only be friends with somebody you're having sex with. Or, no, to think that you can only be friends with women that you're not attracted to. Also. Yeah. Which, also, like, I don't know. This is going to sound... I have a lot of attractive women friends, so... I mean, then that Like, I don't get why people are so pressed on that. Me neither. It's just like people are like, so you wouldn't like I remember somebody was like, That Wendy's kinda hot. You're like, you so you never wanted to I'm like, no. <laughs> He's my friend. It just never And I mean, yes, it can happen. Like there are definitely situations where, you know, someone in the friendship develops feelings. I've been there. So <laughs> But that doesn't always mean that That, that doesn't have to mean that you wanna like just have sex with somebody and that doesn't always mean that it, it's only happening because it's a male and female situation exactly. because okay so you become friends with someone of the opposite sex y'all are hanging out cool you vibe someone develops feelings if it's one-sided and the person decides that they can't continue the friendship because of that okay that's fine the self-awareness at least i know that but and it's creating a boundary right safe boundary right safe boundary for both parties if you decide that you can continue you know you can move on you can accept reality and move on as their friend then there's that but i just feel like it shouldn't be this thing to where we're telling people that it's just impossible to have friends of the others of the opposite sex also because we know it's not true like we know it it's not true and it's it's crazy because like i have a lot of guy friends and if i could put like a number like a percentage on the amount of them that end up having feelings for me that i do not have feelings for I would say it's definitely over half. But I feel like that is also just another 
men being horny and wanting to conquer you know what I'm saying everything within reach like a lot of men also just feel like if they can get close with women in a certain way that they have a chance you know what I'm saying and so it's not even necessarily that what am I trying to say it's not even necessarily that they're incapable of being friends, but I feel like a lot of men are just also just trained to like pick up on certain cues and that if, if a woman is being nice to you or whatever else, that it means something. Yeah. And we got to get out of my, that mindset too. Like I feel like that's where Steve Harvey has it fucked up when he says, um, you know, if you're friends, it's because the woman has decided. And it's just like, yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> you know, but it, I don't know. That's just fucking, that's crazy to me. As somebody who has fallen for a friend before, that, like, also, there's another variable of where. It's natural chemistry so much to where you're just like, I'm not going to be able to find this with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But you will. But you have to like get that out of your head and be like, okay, it's okay. It's okay to open up. It's okay. You're showing parts of yourself. And that's what it is. It's not, it's a, it's a freedom also in it. And as those feelings fade, you become more aware of it. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm back to normal. Yeah. It's like not even just a, a a want to conquer or like or a proximity effect. Mm-hmm. It's also a thing to wear. A, a cabin fever situation. I don't know if I even say cabin fever. I think sometimes it can be. No, sometimes it, it definitely is one of those proximity things to where it's sexual tension and it's like that. But then sometimes it's also just you discover your... Like it's not, it's like any other relationship. You discover yourself more as you, your uh, friendship advances. Now I will say that um, it is hard for me sometimes to be as friendly to men or certain men because I don't know. Sometimes I do have a sixth sense, and I can just already feel like if I'm too friendly to this nigga he gonna take it the wrong way yeah so sometimes i have to kind of put on a cold front okay and that's self-preservation that's it is but it kind of sucks it's just like dang like i just want to be able to just like relax and not have to (laughs) tense myself up around you and protect you from heartbreak because (laughs) i can already feel you taking this a certain way and i'm just trying to be the, the homie. homie. <laughs> 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 but see, the the crazy thing though is that trickles down into so many other things in life, like even going back to last week, talking about that whole, you know, girl wearing the top on the first date. There are some women who do shit like that because they know that it will give them 
a certain amount of power over a certain type of man. Like, oh, if I wear this and, you know, this happens, I might be able to get this. Like, especially if it's a gold digging situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or women on job interviews, since we're going in the, talking about the whole, like, first impression situation, there are definitely plenty of situations where women know that if I just show, like, a little bit more leg, or if I, you know, wear this certain lipstick color, or make sure that this shirt fits a little bit tighter, that it might get me, you know, so I know that I'm going into a building full of men, Maybe, you know, like there's that, that is a trickle down effect. But that also plays against, men know that. Yeah. But that also plays against you in some aspects. Oh, for sure. So that's what I was really, that's what I should have said, I guess, that it can lead into where somebody can make a different impression. Be like, oh, she a gold digger. She yeah. only about this, this, this. I don't want, and it, 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 uh, Stops progress mm-hmm. of a potential relationship because mixed signals. Really. I mean, but yeah, but that's also what the vetting process is for, though. So you can kind of try to read other things on top of the physical presentation. But the physical presentation is also a big thing for people. As a wise old philosopher that's in this room once said, I have to be attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. So. Sometimes that shit ain't attractive to niggas. You're right. So, but it, I don't know. I just um, Steve Harvey is a fucking. I feel like we should just make this like a Steve Harvey hate podcast. <laughs> like have like a segment to be like, "What did Steve Harvey do to you today?" <laughs> like we just like watch Family Feud the days that we're gonna record, and then be like. That goddamn Steve Harvey. That country- Which boomer pissed you off and why was it Steve Harvey? <laughs> Which boomer hurts you today? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why this country ass nigga? What did he say on Family Feet? Do what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That whole clip. That clip. Ooh, I just- and he was so confident. That's the other part of it. He's so fucking Was confident. that from his show? Uh, from his talk show or was that like an actual like exclusive interview or some shit? I think that was from the press run of Thing Like a Man the book. Oh, okay. So why is that resurfacing? Who who just made that go viral again? I think some people like like scrub the internet for something and be like, What how am I gonna release this on Tuesday? And they're like, Cause it was a it was a TikTok. Yeah. Somebody did TikTok and TikTok and made like the caption, made it have subtitles or whatever. A terrorist. Yeah, that shit's crazy. That shit's immature. If you're a man and you feel like you can't be platonic friends with an attractive woman because she has decided that she won't fuck you, you're not getting no ass. See, you <laughs> like you be almost there, and then you just decided to cross the line. You just hard up. Like, you can't even. <laughs> you're so hard up. You can't even just allow yourself to have a fucking friend. It's just like when women be like, "You look, you little dick, motherfucker." Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah. You not get no ass because why are you so hard up? He this, ain't got no hoes. For this, for you. Why are you so hard up for your friend? He for ain't this, got no hoes. for this woman who is not showing any interest in you sexually. No hoes. He ain't got no bitches. He ain't got no women's. Stop it. Get some, Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> Read 
the room recognize <laughs> recognize whether or not like I don't know, man. She's crazy. Men are wild. Women are wild too. Okay, I'm not even finna. <laughs> okay, I'm not even finna sit here and, and call out one. We're both wild, but shit. That but shit. the other thing is, we do not this shit, but we do similar shit. Women be like, like if a dude and told you he don't want to date you, he just trying to fuck. Yeah. Women will definitely. I think if I just stay around long enough, he'll eventually try their hardest (laughs) to change a mind. He ain't gonna save you. (laughs) Yeah, bitches sure think like shit. After I put that Gawk Gawk three thousand on him, right? Let me do some. He'll turn around. Let me do some girlfriend stuff for this nigga that's told me that he doesn't want me as a girlfriend, and then he'll (laughs) he will magically be my boyfriend, right? And then he gaslit me when he doesn't. Right then, when he doesn't, he wasted my time. And why he didn't just say it from jump? I could have been fucking other niggas, but you didn't. You didn't choose to. Right? Why? And that's where accountability comes. <laughs> it is, and that is exactly why I just really don't be out here fucking these niggas all willy nilly because I know that I can't handle it, and I don't ever want to be in no situation where I got look like you know egg on my face because. <laughs> I fuck this nigga thinking that I could not have any feelings and then turn around and be that's also because that's kind of what we're fed learning all the wrong lessons yeah everybody we literally out here drinking all the wrong Kool-Aid it's just like it's t- like women literally are taught like even married women like if you don't please your husband in this way you you know or when you get married you gotta make sure that you're doing this in a bedroom if you wanna keep them like but men don't be taught the same thing sexually. Not sexually, no. But it's certain things that men are taught that because of gender responsibilities that they're supposed to do. Financial shit. and Like, I actually had an interesting conversation with my mom like two weeks ago. We mm-hmm. were talking. Um, she was talking about how her and my dad changed. Roles? Not roles. Like, their, their traditional parent norms changed after they had an empty house like my mom was like that's why a lot of people oh, that makes sense my mom's like that's why when a lot of people have empty nests they get divorced because their whole life has revolved They're around a family dynamic. unit yeah and even though your kids are always your kids it's different when they're not under roof and then i was like so when did this change <laughs> she's, she's like, like like three six three, months ago <laughs> like three three four three four years ago and I was adding up my head. I was like, that's when I fucking moved out. Right, 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 right. And then so I was like, so even at, even though I was like grown as fuck. Grown as hell. And she was like, y'all are still my babies. And y'all are in the house. And she was like, your dad had a really hard time because before his thing was go out, get money, bring it back to the kids, make sure everybody's fed. And do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's my life. Mm-hmm. And partially, I don't think my dad even thought that he would grow as old as he is. Because, I mean, his dad died when he was young, too. That that's, fucks with you a lot. That's sad. Yeah, he was only like 13. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So, he had to more or less learn what does he like. Mm-hmm. My mom, too. Like, I was telling her, I was like, if I had told 
a younger me that my mom would go a full year without going to church. Even before COVID, she has stopped going to church. I would be like, what in the world are you talking about? All right, that's not my mama. Right. But she's also changed completely on so many different things. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's a constant growth. But yeah, just, I never, like just the idea that my dad would struggle with that as a grown man and be like, so what is my purpose if it's not to just. To always be a provider. That's why he likes to cook for us. Makes him feel like he's fulfilling his role. Yeah. Like he likes to have all of the kids and grandkids there and he's cooking and. Oh. It's some sweet shit. But But it shows just how. Eventually, those no like things change to where a lot of people like I say this as a completely single person. Well, I say this as a single person. I'll say this for me. I'm not saying for this anybody else. For me, it feels like a lot of the time I've tried to make it to where you think of marriage as just some kind of end goal, mm-hmm. but the idea that marriage continues. And roles change and all these other things. It's a journey. Right. And it can end. And it's it's just like you put everything into a, a real perspective. And it's like, damn. I'm like, it's just like when you see people be like, just hurry up and get, let me get married. You're like, that's not going to solve any of your issues, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is so me I'm just like fuck I don't want to do none of this shit again I just want to lock it in and that's it it's just like that thing I liked and then you retweeted and talked about situationships and it was measuring like uh, oh this is awesome oh yeah, then, yeah. I'm never doing this never again <laughs> yeah that's it but it's because that's what we want most in life mm-hmm. and then it's a it's healthy before you get in that situation. I think it's just me to at least measure it with that. This is not infinite, especially faith without works is dead. What is the works? <laughs> the works. I don't get- want to go through no more of the works. <laughs> you got to go through it though. <laughs> That's how you appreciate it. It's just like when you go through something really hard and you get to like, where you seen the fruits of it, you're like, maybe it was worth it. Yeah. Maybe it was worth me sitting in a room with Kim recording and then realizing I wasn't recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Those are things that you learn. Yeah. You're like, always make sure you hit record and you just learn from it as you go on. Oh, man. The journey. The journey. Yo, next week is like our third anniversary. Third? Fourth? I don't know. Fourth. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Wait. Yeah, it is the third. Well, our fourth year will begin. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just crazy. We've been holding it down for three fucking years. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> In the most Huntsville way to say anything. Shit, motherfucker. <laughs> what have we been doing for three years? Making insane jokes. Being corny as shit. 
I like the corny <laughs> shit though. <laughs> the corny Me. shit is so much funnier than us just like cussing nonstop and just saying nigga a million times. Corny washed Huntsville niggas. It's so funny that we have a, a diverse audience and just hearing us just say nigga all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not gonna stop. Uh-uh. Can't stop, won't stop, Rockefeller Records. I'ma be a nigga for life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Speaking of niggas for life. Oh. That goddamn Umar. Here we fucking go. That goddamn Umar was on Mm -hmm. Breakfast Club. I refuse to call him Dr. Umar. No. Umar. Talking about he got six degrees from where? Right. In what? I ain't seen one diploma. And this nigga got tons of memes. No certificates. Any nigga that's got degrees got that shit plaqued up. Somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere. Like, you're not going to keep talking about your degrees and we ain't seen now one of them. All my degrees are at my parents' house because they feel like since they paid for them. (laughs) My diploma. My high school. Like, hey, makes sense. My eighth grade diploma. No, this your parents like these are mine, bitch. <laughs> and they got three of them. They they like Thanos. You not getting these till we leave. They got my sisters. They got my brothers. They got mine. They said these are our degrees. Oh, that's kind of cute though. It's like look at what our babies did. Yeah. They're they're cute. It's just God. I know. I was listen. Like I just be randomly thinking about my parents, and as much as I get on my nerves, like them niggas are cute as fuck. Like, it's like, parents, bro. like <laughs> today, my dad was outside cutting the grass, and my mama was on the inside of the house. But eventually, she migrated on the outside while he was cutting the grass. So while he cutting the grass, she's sweeping up the clippings around Aww. the driveway. I'm just like. This hoe didn't want to be outside. <laughs> next to her nigga. <laughs> she didn't want to be next to her nigga. <laughs> like, that meme where the girls be like, you know, when your nigga asks you to come riding with him or something, you be excited. Like, that is my mother <laughs> to a fucking team. Like, bro, my parents be like so happy to go like to the store or something. Y'all, you want to go to Costco? Yeah, I can. And then, like, she just gonna get ready. Like, right. This shit. Then they do the whole, I'm waiting on you. I yeah. was waiting on you. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I was waiting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, it's really cute. cute. It's cute. My parents, honestly, are the reason why I still believe in love, like real love and marriage, because definitely. Them niggas are definitely out here doing it right. And I ain't saying they perfect, but they're damn good. Like parents, I mean, they are making it work. They have made it work. That's why when people be talking like black couples don't exist or like black yeah, nuclear like families, divorce don't. rates in the black community. I'm like, first of all, divorce rates are high against everybody, right. not just the black community. Let's stop painting the picture that you know black people are not successful at. <laughs> healthy and sustainable marriages and relationships and then even co-parenting there are a lot of good co-parents out here yeah we grew up with a lot of people who co- like their families co-parented the shit out of that for sure and then like i just don't like that people be shitting on 
That or people be shitting on single moms who hold the shit down, or single parents in general. Right, like my boss tried to do with <laughs> our coworker. Right, like Awkward. I respect, like bro. If it's a new queer family, it's an adoptive family, it's whatever. If you out here raising kids or help raise kids, salute to you, nigga. But as for me and my household, my corny ass parents are cute. They really are. They be doing all kind of lame ass shit together. All kind of lame ass shit. Head, but you know what? I can't wait to do head ass shit. Right. <laughs> right. I'm so ready for the head assery. <laughs> so ready. Like last night I called my mama telling my dad like he was going to get a snack or something. And she was just like, don't be getting nothing with garlic in it. Because you had something with garlic in it last night. And woo wee. And I was like, Lord have mercy. They out here talking about each other's bed breath. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or my mom, like when I was younger, I never knew why my mom did this shit. Be low on gas, drive right past the gas station. Dennis, I need gas. Mm-hmm. My dad put on his fucking shoes, mm-hmm. go out there. You want, you want something? You want a snack or nothing? Yeah. Go to the store, bring my mom back candy. She sit there happy that her nigga just brought her candy that and is, filled up her is, tank. That's got to be some southern nigga shit. <laughs> Cause that's my parents to a T. My mama don't pump her own gas. Right. Never. <laughs> she done got so spoiled that if I'm riding with her and she need gas, oh, I'm pumping the gas. Uh, <laughs> nah, I did. my mom definitely got that shit off when we like with me and Andre were uh growing up. That's the other thing. We taught that shit. I never thought about it. Me and Andre used to have to, we used to try to race to stop it on the exact dollar amount. Oh, wow. Patricia Woods is training her niggas hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, also in that same conversation, I was talking to my mom. I'm trying not to be his mama's boy, but fuck it. <laughs> She's like, she be giving me game. I ain't gonna lie. Like that, I could actually apply this to an actual young lady. She be giving me, you know, some solid games. Like, okay, okay, mom. Like she came through with it. Doctor Umar, I, I say Doctor loosely. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Umar <laughs> has been a lot of people who. Don't put deep thought into things. Think that he's smart. I'm not going to say he's stupid. But he's just, he'll say 10 things. Three of them will be completely true. Everything else is fucking bullshit and lie. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll hit you with a couple facts and then he'll take you on a detour. And you're like, how the fuck did we wind up here? So you got this dude talking all this smack. And the thing that bothered me the most is when he started talking about interracial relationships and he brought in our good sister, Naomi Osaka, who has been fighting a good fight and has been showing up for black people. She has. When she doesn't have to do that. She could easily like lean into the other parts of her heritage and get that money. But she's showing up for all parts of her. And she dope as fuck. 
She helping the young tennis girls that are black show up. She's following in the tradition of Serena and Venus. And I just like black girls dominating tennis. I'm just going to be honest. Like the fact that the next generation of black tennis stars are also black and not these preppy ass white women. That shit is lit. Yeah, for sure. Black people out here. And then like you got the goat, Serena, and she didn't inspire a whole generation of kids. You got to respect it, bro. So for him to talk about why she isn't on the Haiti tennis team, which, like Charlemagne correctly said, I don't even know if Haiti has a tennis team. <laughs> <laughs> and building like a fan fiction of things of what you think that this young woman should do mm-hmm. instead of what she's autom- automatically doing is so weird to me. And to try to make it as an indictment on, first of all, her parents. Be like Basically her being... Almost like he was saying that she was in doctrine. Like, why is she on the opposite side of her blackness, basically? Yeah. Like, man, get the fuck out. Like, <clears throat> I don't have a clip from the Breakfast Club thing because, you know, fucking, I, I refuse to get canceled because of them niggas. I just feel like you can't make an argument like that for somebody that's biracial. And then, yeah, like. And if she has a certain last name, that's not her fault either. This is kind of what he said. This is he said this on Twitter after the Breakfast Club though. But Naomi Osaka, I really wish you would have represented Haiti in the upcoming Olympics and not Japan. Naomi Osaka, I really wish you would have represented the They're Republic of shit. Haiti. The revolutionary island republic of Haiti. I really wish you would have represented them in the upcoming elections, not Japan. Elections, not Olympics. Right. The Japanese don't give a damn about you. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and with is... all due respect, it is the African How does DNA. He know? Like, and it is the African blood right. that gave you that tennis talent that you have, not your Japanese ancestry. The Japanese How the fuck are not would you know or quantify that? It's just not something they do. Niggas wouldn't just gonna shit on her whole heritage. I'm saying culturally, the Japanese are not known for tennis, not as much as. That's literally what white people said to Arthur Ashe and all these other Haitians known for tennis. Niggas won't know for tennis until the last 20, 30 years. Right, until Venus and Serena shit. Arthur Ashe was out here, like, only nigga on the fucking court getting death threats and shit. Man, Dr. Umar is full of shit. Always Americans and forever. Americans and the French and other people. Your talent comes from your African blood. It was your African-Haitian father. It was your African-Haitian father. I, <laughs> once again, how would you quantify that where somebody's talent comes from even if like he raised her and taught her how to do it like what the fuck are you talking like also there's this weird thing that black people start doing to where we kind of are making arguments for eugenics we're like oh it's the blood of black people that mm. i don't that's a slippery slope yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to replace white supremacy with black supremacy Right. Like, I understand, like, wanting to be able to um, glorify, you know what I'm saying, and heritage. Your heritage. I get that. But to, to, to do shit like that and be like, oh, like, everything good within you comes from this and not the other is just very, for one, 
You want to talk about identity crisis in mixed race people? That is not going to help. Right. <laughs> Telling them that only good things come from one side of, you know, their family. And that's not what you need to be teaching people, and especially it, when you're not of mixed race yourself. Like that's. Uh. And to even take it farther. Black people are mixed race. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like uh, African-Americans, for sure. When I took that ancestral DNA and that 12% Scottish came back, it's like, oh, that's, that's roughly a great-grandparent. That answers one family question. Yeah. Like, black people have white ancestry. We got to quit acting like... It's honestly a lot of black people that have um, Asian ancestry, too. Like, yeah. That, that's why I don't like the whole idea of, like, using semi-eugenic theory mm-hmm. and things because there's no quote-unquote pure race or when he said on the breakfast club he was talking about this the dominant blackness is the dominant that's not how dna or anything works and too like you as a person on the outside is definitely not going to tell me <laughs> what the fuck i should do right what i should do and what i am if i don't even know what the fuck i you know what what entails my ancestry like all of us don't necessarily know everything about our ancestry so how are you gonna tell me especially because genetically blackness actually isn't it's not listen it doesn't tell you anything true we are all, all most people who are the descendant of American slaves also have white ancestry. Mm-hmm. We're still black, but it's just proven that none of this shit, that shit matters. And it's not in our control. Like, so right. Did, it is what it is at this point. I am who I am. <laughs> right. She Let clear- me accept that. You accept that. And then plus to do it like she, not just to even say if she didn't identify with being black, because that's not the case. She's clearly identifies with being an African-American, being a, a woman of African descent. Mm-hmm. She's also of Asian descent. And it's the same thing. She's not choosing one or the other. She's showing up for both. I have no issue with that. And we got to quit acting like we have an issue with that. We don't control the situations we were born into. And she amplifies black people and the voices of the unheard. So who the fuck is Dr. Umar Mm -hmm. to fucking tell us who the fuck Naomi Osaka is? Like she's actually doing shit. We can see you have been saying you're building a school for years and all we got to do is the HVAC work and the electrical stuff. Oh, you mean the most expensive shit? For nigga? a whole decade. <laughs> you ain't came up with the money to get none of that in order. In order. Plus, anytime niggas be like, if you want to send money, you can send it through Cash App. Mm-mm. But if niggas do want to send money, you can send it to me and support this podcast. You can send it to uh, dollar sign Den, D-E-N-M- Woods, and you can support this podcast. Oh man, I, I hate to do a shameless plug, but if you want to support this podcast, you can send it to dollar sign D E N M Woods, 
and we can finance. I'm gonna give bonus points to the person who knows what the M in Dennis M. Woods stands for because we've talked about it. Right. I had to. I just had to think about it. Like, damn, this nigga name started with M, but then I remembered what it was. And if so, what we gonna do is send twenty dollars and the correct answer, <laughs> and we will give you something. I ain't gonna say what the something is. You gotta do it first. Faith without works is dead, my nigga. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you niggas. <laughs> so run me, Get my motherfucking boy. <laughs> Somebody come and get this nigga. <laughs> but I do have one question for you, uh, Miss Johnson. Yeah. Are you psychologically black? <laughs> <laughs> or are you biologically black? <laughs> I'm metaphorically black. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I am intrinsically black. <laughs> do you understand or do you overstand? And if you overstand, do you understand? Oh my God. See, I am metaphorically and immortally black. <laughs> All of these fucking prepositions. <laughs> That's like, I saw this thing. I can't remember what I was watching, but they were talking about like how I've been watching a lot of Christian stuff lately. It's weird. Oh my god, I'm yeah. coming. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> you alright, my nigga? <laughs> I'm getting to be alright. You wanna talk about it? <laughs> you start dating somebody. <laughs> no, <I'm just> like, <laughs> when I'm a woman. <laughs> um, but they were talking about how like in a black church, we be caught up in the show. Yeah. Like somebody say a, a slick line, like, oh shit. Well, not oh shit. Be like, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, <laughs> I've not been in church in a while. I forgot what niggas do in church. But, but, amen. Preach it. Right. That's what these like hustlers be doing. Like these Umars, mm. they say some shit that if you on face value, what the fuck is uh, biologically black? <laughs> Umar, I feel like low key, not even low key, but he thinks he's a fucking preacher of some sort. Oh yeah, he thinks he preaching the word. The way he be talking and like moving his hands and just like I just ugh, all of his mannerisms just really rub me the fucking wrong way. He's a toxic ass nigga. Watching that nigga animate himself while he's doing these interviews and while he's on camera doing his little videos of himself i just uh, 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 listening to him repeat things over and over and just like his tone when he speaks like everything is so like just thundering and booming and just life or death type tone like Ooh, gag. And it's nothing. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't like that nigga. Me- <laughs> I just, like, the memes be funny. <laughs> but it's like, it, like when you hear, I just, 
I don't like it's gonna sound vain. Fuck it. You listen to me talk every week. It don't fucking matter. You know I'm dope. Look. <laughs> oh wow. The wine got to me. <laughs> um I like to think of myself as a thoughtful person. As somebody who tries to look at the world not just from my lens. But when you just see somebody that just as a history nerd, somebody that just casually just acts like like you'll use enough history and then be like, well, here's some made up monkey shit that my nigga ass thought of. <laughs> like, bro, it's just taking a like I look at you the same way as the people who are trying to like I don't like I guess what am I trying to say? The way people are weaponizing anti Asian stuff. I'm not falling for the okie doke. And it's clear now. When you say weaponizing, you mean like talking about it in a way where they're comparing it to... Yeah, or minimizing Asian people's struggle. Because of black people's... Yeah. Yeah, and why are you going to fight for this battle when you haven't even fought for us? And Yeah, Yeah, just like when he was talking about like, okay, so they passed the Asian uh, hate bill. Mm -hmm. And they haven't done this for black people and then they passed a bill for the transgenders, which is what he said. Definitely not what I feel. But even that, you try to minimize somebody's blackness. Because black people are they're transgender black people. And to act like transgender it's people. Just completely separate. Yeah. Or like gay issues are separate or all this other stuff. We ain't going to get there unless we all working for each other. All this separation shit is what's keeping us apart. If one thing we could have learned from our renewed interest in Bobby Seal, I mean not Bobby Seal, Fred Hampton, which also you should say Bobby Seal also, but Fred Hampton is the Rainbow Coalition. You can be of a group and work for the broader struggle of all men. And it doesn't take away from you working for your group and doing the things that are necessary for your own community. By doing all this divisive shit and then you're selling me a product off it makes me think that you're not doing this in good faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I'm I not going to respect somebody like Umar. I'm not even, like, I, I feel like I've gone down to Kevin Samuel's uh, rabbit hole. I don't respect somebody like that. Because you're just sowing division within black and brown, I mean, black men and women. You're sowing and you're making money off of this shit. I can't rock with that shit. Yeah, it's all propaganda. And I really don't want to be this pessimist, but it's people like Dr. Umar. And and Kevin Samuels and all these other just like spokespeople for certain corners of the community. And not just not just for black people, but just in general, like the world as a whole. Like, I just honestly don't think we are ever going to get to a full place of. 
progression. Like I just don't feel like, well, for one, there is no one destination for progression, but I just, I don't feel like we're ever going to get to a point where people are not racist, not sexist, not homophobes, not xenophobes. Like, I just feel like there is always going to be a percentage of that that exists within the world because there are people like Dr. Umar who really push and preach in a way that makes people believe. And these people believe so much that they carry it on and pass it down. And it just keeps getting broken down and passed down in the worst ways and people take what he says and they turn it into their own philosophies and add more bullshit to it and it's just the worst game of broken telephone exactly ever in life and i hate like i said i hate to think like this but i just feel like we are never going to live in a world where there is no prejudice for anybody the Odom who he is people are fucking yo that uh on a brighter note that uh video of of Daniel Kalua going up to Leslie Odom and they both run in laughing <laughs> is the greatest shit ever. Why do all black people, even people not from <laughs> now, I'll go with Dr. Umar of biologically black. Yeah. Cause biologically black people all run when we laugh. This is true. And it's so beautiful. It's either a run, a clap or a rock. Yep. And if you get the all, the, the holy trifecta <laughs> of all three, all three, all trium. That is what blackness is. All three of them, straight up. And the cackle. <laughs> oh, I love black people. <laughs> For sure. Also, it's funny. Uh, one of my new favorite things is uh, watching. Uh, people reading thirst comments mm. of like women women are funnier about thirst comments than <laughs> fucking men it is way funnier especially like on twitter like that video of uh homeboy from snowfall and daniel Kula. yeah and then somebody was like his real accent yeah somebody was like uh they need to make a comedy no what they say uh, they need to be in a comedy together. This one girl was like, hi, my name is Comedy. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I saw that I almost retweeted that. And I was like, let me not be a hoe. <laughs> uh, like, that should be fucking hilarious because yeah. women don't give a fuck. <laughs> and it's so funny. That's that's another uh, random thing. I don't know why niggas be acting like women are funny. Women are funny as fuck. I think I think what like with as far as women and like shooting their shot and thirst comments, I think once we realize that like a lot of these celebrity niggas are very much so in reach. Y'all y'all like yo, y'all got no one woman should have all that power. Shit. 
But it'd be, it'd be funny as fuck. Like, I love reading just thirst comments because, like, niggas don't, it don't ever be funny. It just be some creepy ass. I ain't gonna say it don't ever be funny because it'd be funny sometimes. My my way of doing thirst is just posting feature memes. Like, Scissor posted a picture of that and just put <laughs> the feature meme with yeah. smiling. Yeah, at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> And then Scotty Beam did that with the red dress. Oh, God damn it, I love that one. Yeah, same. I love her. I'm just waiting on her to respond to my tweet one I'm going to be so fucking mad. I'm going to be like, God damn it, I'm going to tweet that. I already <laughs> got one girl crush to tell me that we were we were girlfriends. So <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Oh, speaking of Count random. your motherfucking days, ho. <laughs> Yo, speaking of random fucking uh, celebrities. So. Apparently, Travis Tritt uh, performed here Saturday. The country singer. Yeah. Um, I had I heard nothing about it, but I was at work and I got a call from one of our police friends. <laughs> you know who? Checking because somebody we went to high school with called. Later that night, Travis Tritt got on Twitter and was like, uh. Like I'm not saying everybody should agree with this COVID stuff. If you think you'll get sick, then stay home. If you think that you need to do, uh, you need to get the vaccine, then by all means do it. But don't try to infringe on other people's freedoms and stuff. And I was like, everybody doesn't have the uh, ability or the privilege to just stay home. And Travis Tripp responded to me. He was like, yeah, but you never see anybody talk about how it's a widespread in a homeless community. Wonder why. And I was like, wait, what? And I was thinking, like, you clearly missed what I was saying. I was saying that people at work and other things can't just stay home. Yeah. That bills. People have to go to work. But he took it to homelessness. I was like, you out of touch, nigga. First of all. Homeless people don't have access necessarily to be able to even get tested to even know most of the time whether or not they have any deadly virus or disease or, or anything just common else sicknesses with They're, health right. concerns. Like how, of course, it's not nothing's being reported among the homeless because. What? And, and then I was like, so do you think this is fake or whatever? And he didn't respond, but he responded to somebody else. I definitely think COVID is real, but it's just the media. I was just thinking. You one of them fucking propaganda niggas. And then I tweeted, I was like, I've been tweeting at Scotty Beam and Taylor Rooks for all these years. And they ain't said <laughs> shit. But at 2 30 in the fucking morning, Travis, Travis Tritt Trit got time for him. <laughs> and I don't understand why. Woo-wee. It be like that. It be like that, bro. It be like that. It always be the ones you don't want. I know. <laughs> it's always some dusty ass nigga in my fucking comments instead of the bad bitch I reached out to. Yeah. I'm I'm really sick of people like still pushing that whole like oh well how come we haven't heard of, you know, anybody over here getting COVID and how come we don't have how come numbers aren't going up over here and like all the anti-vaxxers and the like I, I don't know like I'm tired of us talking about it I got friends who are very like no not a vaccine over here I ain't getting no damn vaccine uh-uh 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 the thing like, that I don't get is niggas that 
niggas act like people that took the vaccine are crazy. Yeah, it's just very, I don't know. It's it's, it's virtue signaling. Kind of off-putting. It's, it's very, it, it honestly pisses me off. I ain't even gonna lie. Like it, it really ignites something in me that I have to suppress when I hear people. Me too. Vehemently reacting to other vehemently. people. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> vaccinated to protect themselves from a deadly fucking disease. Like. I still just be like, do you know that you got vaccinated to be able to go to public school? Yeah, but that's different because that was an older... Shut the fuck up. Also, people don't realize, like, since we've become adults, they have, like, chickenpox vaccines and stuff. When we were younger, people were like, just get chickenpox yeah. and get it away. Get the chickenpox and that was the way you protect yourself. Not knowing that that's how you get fucking shingles when you get fucking older. True. And it kicks your ass when you're, like, 50. Yeah, they, uh, like I've heard all the excuses and it's just like, oh, but they haven't found a cure for cancer. I'm like, this is not a cure for COVID, though. It's, it's not, not a cure. It's not a cure. It's just supposed to help your body fight it off. Right. In case you do get it. That's literally it. It's Nobody just, said it was a cure. And they're not giving you COVID. They're just telling your body how to prepare that in the case how that it has build to build the antibodies. If it has to run into COVID down the line. How to have the right combo to fight that nigga. Literally, literally, <laughs> that's it. Literally, that's it. How to throw them bows right. when COVID is at the door. Like, <laughs> that is it. It ain't no cure. It's not going to prevent you from getting it. It's not going to just completely knock it out of your body if you do get it. It's just going to keep it from getting as bad as it could get if you didn't have the fucking vaccine. Like with the vaccine, you're just like, like we don't have a cure for the fucking common cold, but right, it ain't killing this, right? <laughs> Shit, but that's also because we didn't study it, we didn't understand the history of like medicine. Yeah, we weren't taught that. We like we take all the shit for granted, but uh, yeah, I'm just tired. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.